Stuart, you're a guitar player. How do I get a good electric guitar sound for worship? Well, <laughs> let me let me explain this over on this camera. Stuart has some thoughts so. <laughs> My thinking is step one, learn how to play. Right. That's step one. Now should be obvious. Now, okay, our our background comes from outside the church, you know, mm -hmm. production, doing festivals and all that stuff. But our other background, as in you and I, yeah, comes from music retail. Yeah, absolutely. So we've spent thousands of hours of our lives <laughs> watching people chase the rabbit yes. down the rabbit hole. Yes, we've had <laughs> countless, oh, so many, countless discussions about their little let's just say it's a squire that cost them three hundred dollars mm. brand new and they want to change out the humbucker because right. they don't like the way the factory one sounds and they've read all this stuff about how this little seymour duncan one sounds and you know and we we we, we have endless discussions about the tonal qualities <laughs> and all this stuff and yep. you know and and then they they buy it and we we put it in get it all set up properly they come, we give them a call, we tell them it's ready, they come down to the store, they're all excited, they get their guitar out, we, we plug them into, let's just say we plug them into like a PRS tube amp that sounds fantastic, and a couple pedals, <laughs> you know, a rig that would be yeah. like amazing, and then, you they know, they sit the down and they play this little tiny, I mean, it's bad, it sounds awful. Yeah. And they know it sounds awful, and we know it sounds awful. And it had nothing to do with the pickup and it the guitar. It had nothing to do with the pickup at all. <laughs> so, my step one, yeah. Is don't worry about the exterior stuff. At least at first. At, at least at first. Focus inward. Yep. Look at yourself. Do whatever is necessary with yourself yep. to become a proficient guitar player. Usually that involves starting with lessons. Yep. And the reason why is, yes, you can find everything out on YouTube. Yes, there's, <laughs> there's stuff. There's a lot of stuff. But... Let's say I'm taking guitar lessons from you. Mm -hmm. If I spend all my time on YouTube, YouTube's not going to hold me accountable yep. for anything. But if I'm regularly meeting with you yeah. and you're showing me stuff and then I have to go, I have to come back next week and show me that and you show did me it. that. Yeah. You yeah, know, it's there's, a, there's an accountability thing. Yeah. Um, now, now Andrew here and both of us have taught countless <laughs> lessons so and we hours. are, we are so done. We are so done with yeah. lessons. Don't even ask that question. Because we're not going to. But there are plenty of other people in this world who are still offering <laughs> yes, lessons. Yes, there, there, there's plenty of people. And you should go take. I should go take them. Yes. Like, yes. There's always something to be learned. Yes. So that's step one. Yes. Is getting getting to the point where you feel like you can play your mm -hmm. instrument. Fairly. You don't have to be a professional. No. But at least get to the point where you understand a little bit of music theory. Yep. You understand that, you know, when you're in the key of G, you've got like G, C, D, E minor, mm -hmm. you know, and you look at the song, this worship song you're getting ready to play. And you're like, oh, there's all. Yeah, I see all those chords there. And you know how to play them and kind of move back and forth. Yeah. Like if you can at least get to there and have a little rhythm and stuff. Now we've covered step one <laughs> and we can start moving into step two, which every other decision you're going to make after that point is going to come from this place of knowledge that you've built it's going to come from this foundation that you've built and it's going to be a lot more flavor choosing at that point. Correct. Cause now I'm not buying a delay pedal cause I suck at guitar. And if I play through a delay pedal, people won't know I suck at guitar. 
They will, by the way. They'll still. Yeah, know. you'll play that the delay. wrong note, and then it'll be like yeah. it'll be like you suck, you suck. Or you put so much reverb on, <laughs> you know, that you can't, that you think people aren't going to know you're a bad guitarist. You, they'll still know. But if you've worked on your craft, now you're starting to talk about flavors like live amp versus you know, like a Helix modeler. Yeah. Both can work great. Yeah. They're, I don't absolutely. have a problem with either. I don't have a problem with either either. If they're being played by a good musician. <laughs> yeah. And, and that's where things enter the realm of, well, it depends on the scenario. Yeah, exactly. Like, like I'll take a Helix all day long. If you're in a room where you can't have, you know, like an isolation cabinet for, yeah. for an amp or, or whatever. Yeah. You know, a Helix will stuff like that was be... the front of house engineers dream come true. Because we did so many festivals oh where gosh. the guitar player had the JCM 900 half stack on stage yeah. that was outperforming our huge line array. Yes. It was so loud. And you, and you were so bummed as an audio tech because, A, every decision you made after that point had to be made in relation to that amp. And, B, you couldn't, you couldn't let the music breathe. It was just always loud. Oh, my gosh. So I do want to say something. We can that this whole discussion, the rabbit hole we're going down, can be a, an hour-long thing. Yeah. But I will say I, I want I do want to interject something that I'm fairly passionate about mm -hmm. when it comes to guitars. Now I am a luthier. Right. I have the certification saying that I am a luthier. A luthier is a professional guitar builder, yeah. woodworker, all that stuff. I went to school for it. Right. I've got 900 college credit hours saying that I know what I'm doing with guitars. Okay. I do want to say one thing about tone, guitar tone. Yeah. And that is if you, let's say you've got a Mexican Strat. Sure. Okay. If you put good hardware in your guitar, let's say you swap out your trem for like a Callaham mm -hmm. bridge or whatever, or a Godo or something, yeah. you swap your tuners out, you you take your nut and you actually have somebody make you like a bone nut yeah, or, a, right. or a, you know, tusk or whatever. So you're upgrading, you know, your parts. you, you take your frets out and you put stainless steel frets in. Like if you do those things, your guitar will be better. Yeah. Like it will sound, it will sound better if it's done right. Yep. When I was in guitar building school, the vice president of Fender, um, was actually on staff or it was part of the staff at oh, Roberto wow. Van. Uh, which is down in Phoenix. That's the school I went to. Right. And the 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 headquarters are are over in Scottsdale, mm -hmm. like the corporate headquarters and stuff. And he basically said, outside of the Squire stuff, like from Mexican on up, mm -hmm. it's literally all the same. Like there is no difference wood wise. Mm. The only thing that's different between like a Mexican and a custom shop is the hardware. Yeah. And so, and of course, even um, to be honest, like. I think some of the hardware choices on the the custom shop stuff isn't what I would choose. Yeah, you know. Right. And there's companies out there that start where the custom shop leaves off, like Sir Guitars, right? Oh, yeah. With John Sir. I mean, he used yeah. to run the custom shop. He he would definitely know. Yeah. You know. And so, um, making hardware changes will drastically increase the tone and the characteristic of your guitar. But it won't make you a better guitar. It player. will not make you a better <laughs> guitar player if you haven't spent the time yeah. to actually learn it. 